It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome back. Uh, hope everybody had an uh, enjoyable extra day to their weekend. Oh, uh, it, was a, uh, it was a heck of a weekend for me. I didn't even tell you about it, but yeah. It was um, sat on the highway for about an hour at 1030 at night. Well, that sounds like fun. It was, well, it was, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what will be a lot of fun is going to be this weekend. 12 games for you in two days, baseball and softball, and we have already started. We've had some pre-district and, well, district quarterfinals, because that's what they really are, But and we're ready to go. It is one of the more fun shows we do every year when we get to break down the districts, and I feel like this year more than any at least on the baseball side there is a lot of unpredictability like I look at districts and I go well I think that team's the favorite but I won't be surprised if they lose yeah and then we have the one big softball district yeah and I and I look at like I'm looking at the the softball stuff now uh even in the areas where I feel like it's a little more predictable it's not really that predictable. No. I mean, strange things can happen. I'm not expecting strange things to happen, but, but there are bumps in the road. And this is more than any other sport, especially I think more baseball more than softball, you can get a wild game that turns everything on its head. Like, let's use Marysville for an example. There, well, we'll talk about it more, but Marysville baseball is a team that's not going to be favored to win the district. But we know they have a couple of arms that could steal a game or two and turn everything upside down. But Yeah, it just – with some of our teams, it just depends on what day you catch them. Yep. That's how unpredictable they've been this uh, season. And, and, it's, and I throw a blanket over more teams in that group than maybe in any other group that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even where we're like, okay, we know we're getting a team out of this – we just don't know which one it is. Exactly. So <laughs> uh, we will start off though. I saw Armada and Yale play. I saw Richmond and Lutheran North play, and there was a couple other uh, more formality pre districts yes. that we had. So we'll get into that more. All right. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. 
Clothing. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carryout. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment. Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Uh, Brady, let's start uh, with what you've seen to this point because there's actually been a couple of ball games already. Yeah, we'll start on Friday, actually before the holiday weekend, when Richmond and Yale, or Richmond, uh, Armada and Yale played. Richmond played last night. Uh, that's why they're on the mind. But it was this was a game I really had no idea what to expect. I thought these two teams were fairly even. They had similar league runs, and it was in Yale, so maybe a slight advantage to them. But Armada got it started in the first inning. They were able to push a run across thanks to uh, Nolan Hill got on, reached on an error that scored the first run. But Yale put up two in the top of the third. Uh, that was Chazen Morton got on, James Taylor Barr got on, an uh, RBI and an error from Gavin Acker pushed the two across. But Armada answered right back to make it 3-2. Uh, hits from Ryan Ching, Hunter Filbert, Zach Marcy, who, by the way, is a heck of a pitcher. He was on the mound for Armada. I hadn't seen him yet this year. He's a big lefty that throws really, really well. Kept Yale off balance, and once Armada took the 3-2 lead, they never really looked back, and Yale never really threatened. They'd get one or two runners into scoring position the rest of the game. Armada added a run in the sixth, but the Tigers 
knocked off Yale four to two to move on, and Armada played a really solid game um, after giving up the unearned run in the first, thanks to the uh, error. Oh, excuse me, that was Armada that scored. But after giving up the two in the third, uh, Zach Marcy settled down and was really, really solid. Yeah, I mean, Armada is a weird team because they didn't hit for so long. But now down the stretch, they're hitting a little more. They're scoring a few more runs. And this makes them dangerous because we already know that that they pitch decently and that they catch the ball pretty well, too. So, you know, now they they become dangerous with these other teams. Now, Now, you know, they knock off Yale. Now they're going to play Croslex next. They're probably the favorite in in that game. Although well, they you know, did split. Um, for context, Armada scored twelve runs in the month of April. Yeah, I mean they scored they and they weren't giving up a ton. They just could not score, and eight of those runs came against MLA City. Uh, in the last handful of games, go since the Crosslex series, they put up seven runs in that series. They put up 11 in a doubleheader against PH. They put up 15 in the series against Yale in that doubleheader. And then they put up four more on. Fr- so they're not crushing the ball, but they don't need to. Yeah, that's, they have that's my pitching. point. If they score three, four runs, they have a chance to win the ball game the way they pitch and catch. Uh, and and play on that side of the ball, but but here's the thing. So I look at them as eh, they're, they're kind of the the favorite against Croslex. But if Croslex pitches Drew Hosterman, which I think in this situation you have to throw whoever you feel your number one is. Yeah, I mean, e- even if they um, I know you- throw. Um, Mendoza. Mendoza. Uh, Alondo's been pitching really well. Yeah, I mean, I thought he pitched. He struggled a little bit at the start of the Algonac game, but I thought he pitched, uh, did a pretty good job. But yeah, we'll see. So this game is kind of still up for grabs to me. It is, and North Branch is. Well, we'll talk about that more. But I like Armada. Um, I think they did a really nice job. Let's go on to Richmond Lutheran North. I had seen both these teams. Obviously, we cover Richmond and Lutheran North. I saw them in a doubleheader against uh, Mooney a few weeks back, and they're just a solid team. They're, they're maybe a little better version of what we're saying Armada is. They just don't make mistakes. They actually they hit the ball well enough, and they pitch pretty well. Uh, it was scoreless through two and a half, and Richmond got the first run of the game on a Bryce Wesley double that made it to the wall, scored Colton Bartels all the way from first. But Lutheran North immediately got it back. It was a double from... Uh, Joe Chabot, and the ball was carrying at Richmond. Chabot just kind of, with his arms, swung out the bat, and I'm like, oh, that's a lazy fly ball to left field. Oh, they're still going back. Oh, they're still going back. Oh, that one hopped the wall. Like, out of no, like, if he would have swung hard, it would have been over by 50 feet. Well, the next batter, Eddie Caesar, did swing hard and got all of it and put it in the parking lot in left field. It's 2-1. to one. Richmond was able to... to Get the run back in the bottom of the fourth. They manufactured it after Skyler Lowers got on, bunted over. Luke Pastushin sack flied him in after a pass ball moved him to third. And it's 2-2 going, all right, it's a three-inning game now. And right away, Lutheran North gets the next 
two runs, a walk, a sack bunt, a double, and a single. Push across, uh, two Lutheran North runs, and Richmond couldn't do anything when they brought when Lutheran North brought in Ben Nar, who is their shortstop. I believe he's going to Northwood, and he came in and he retired the next nine batters in short order. And just like that, Richmond season's done with a 4-2 loss to Lutheran North. So, I, I mean, uh, again, we kind of look at this Richmond team and go, what happened? Yeah. Um, so, with that, Richmond has the talent. I mean, go, if you didn't listen to our draft episode, I think we took five or six Blue Devils. It felt like I, they just didn't have that it factor that you have with Richmond. Um, trying to think of the right way to word this. District titles are usually pretty hard to accomplish. They're pretty hard to win. And while sometimes you might get put in an easy district and you just have to show up to win it, more often than not, you have at least one good team in your district, especially if you're Richmond and you're playing in this area. They've won a lot recently. And it felt like they, I don't want to say they thought they were just going to show up and win, but it was kind of when they got stunned, and it happened a couple times this year, they got stunned, they're like, this isn't supposed to happen. And they never really had that counterpunch. Like when they got knocked to the mat, they'd get up, but they it was they were con- still confused why they got knocked to the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a Richmond program that, District titles have come all often. Like, if they don't win a district, it's a it's usually a disappointing season. And I think this was just a reminder to Richmond that while their program is arguably one of the best and most consistent in the area, that winning a district title is not a given, is not an easy thing to do. And one, not even bad day. I don't think Richmond played particularly bad. Lutheran North, I thought, just played better. And your season's over. Yeah. And you don't even, now you host the district on Saturday and you're not even playing in it. You're throwing a party at your house and you're not invited. Yeah. Well, uh, two, uh, Trey Taylor wasn't 100%. Trey Taylor did not play until the, he pinch hit in the final at bat of the game. Um, he, I believe it was a hammy he came up with in, in the Friday, last Friday's game. So it makes a difference but I don't think it changes the outcome. There was, I think, one error on the left side of the infield. It didn't result in anything. And, okay, even if he goes two for three, maybe. But that's a big stretch to say one guy makes up three runs. Yeah, that's we were talking about that uh, afterwards. You called me on the way home, and you told me that Taylor didn't play until the last at-bat. And we were talking about it, and we're like, you know, he's a really good player, but – does he turn that game around? Does he have a? Is there a swing in there or a play in there that turns that from a four-two game into a Richmond win? And we kind of agreed that maybe he can make up a run. I mean, you don't probably know the butterfly he's not effect the if top. you put him in and you move guys around. Yeah. Who knows? Um, he is one of their best players. I mean, he's their lone representative in the East-West All Star game, so he's a legit player. But, oh, he's a definite talent. But I just don't think that the way Lutheran North was playing, I just I thought they were the better team. 
and Richmond, all the talent in the world, never felt like they were clicking on all cylinders. Like, and they didn't hold back because I said who pitched, and you told me the two kids that yeah, pitched. And I'm they, like, they okay, threw, those are their guys. Yeah, they threw Lowers the first six innings. Uh, I mean, he gave up the double and home run, and he gave up a couple of hits for Lutheran North. Lutheran North, really, it was timely hitting, and they hit the ball harder than Richmond did. It just – they didn't have that feeling where, you know, last year with – and the last two years with Richmond, they got down, and you're like, they're fine. There's no problem. They go down a couple runs. They have the bats in the lineup, and they have the that attitude about them where, well, we're going to come back and we're going to win, where this year it felt like when Richmond got down, they it was hard-pressed for them to come back. Like, if they got on top of you, they'd go for the throat, and I saw that with North Branch, um, and they just took out a North Branch team. They choked them out. But when when they didn't get the the wheels moving early, it was really hard to get them going and get manufacture that energy in the middle late innings. Well, that to me the the really big difference between this year's Richmond team and teams that we've seen in the, in the past, like you go back to the team that went to the semifinals, mm-hmm. uh, Davenport, he's in scoring position, standing at home plate. Right, Perinillo in scoring position, standing at home plate, and they had a couple of guys, Hitzelberger. Hitzelberger um, and, and that was maybe missing from this year's team. Just that extra pop. In just, the just that guy that could stand in there and with one swing, I mean, you turn a game ja- around. You had Jackson Jones who had a lot of pop and Wesley and Lowers. And I think Bonetti has some, and I think he will become that guy. And obviously Taylor at the top of the lineup is a yeah. spark plug, but I, I don't know. I think sometimes it hurts in the moment, but it's not necessarily a bad thing to get a reminder, especially when you're going to have a lot of turnover. They're going to lose more guys than they keep off this team. A reminder for the young guys that, hey, you're not, just because you wear that Blue Devil uniform doesn't mean you're entitled to that district championship. Doesn't mean you're entitled to go play in a regional every single year. And that it's something that's tough to do, especially with some programs around the area that may be on the rise. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm tired of seeing Lutheran North win postseason games. <laughs> They'll take on Marysville, and we'll talk about that. But Lutheran North, they might be as live as anyone else in this uh, district. Yeah. So uh, I think that's all the talk about Richmond we need. Um, but I can't imagine. I asked you this before, and we'll, I guess we can mention it again when we talk about the softball district. Richmond has a tough first softball game. There is a real possibility that both Richmond baseball and softball are one and done in the postseason. When was the last time that happened? Not and didn't I, win a district. I, yeah, I couldn't one even done. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I would maybe it happened in the nineties because I never remember a season where Richmond softball has been down. And wasn't the favorite to win whatever even, district. Even if they, they don't in. win the district, usually you can win a game. Yeah. Or, or, but again, not saying it's going to happen. I think that Marysville Richmond game is much of a toss up as we have. But we were, I was just talking in the press box. And I'm like, that's kind of ridiculous that you're usually now not just a district title, but not going 0 2 would be, uh, would be something I don't think maybe it hasn't happened in my lifetime. But anyway. 
Um, we did have a couple softball pre-district games. Yeah, um, well, Algonac did what they were supposed to do. They beat Clinton Dale at what it was 15 runs in the first inning, and they ended up winning 18 to nothing in three innings. Yeah, that, I mean, thanks for coming, Clinton Dale. Um, we knew that was going to happen. The other side of that bracket, New Haven beat Oakland Christian 10 to 4. I, mean, I didn't New, know anything about Oakland Christian. New, New Haven won the gold, but we know it's a very steep drop off each league in the MAC. Um, congrats. They'll probably beat Memphis. And they will be the sacrificial lamb to either Almont or Alkanak. Yeah, uh, and more on that coming up. Uh, Cardinal Mooney, they were supposed to play Saturday, but they played that game early. Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, beat them 7 to nothing. All right. So that's all that's happened. And now we have a bunch of different districts that we're going to tell you about. All right, and we'll start with uh, baseball in just a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badaxe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Magic King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think Sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family owned and operated since 1997. In house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. 
I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back, and uh, let's uh, take a look now at baseball districts uh, first. Uh, Brady, you'll be covering uh, a couple, but we'll start in D1 and work our way uh, through. Sounds like a plan, and, well, Northern actually gets to host the district for once. Yeah, this is – I like this. Um, Unfortunately, uh, there's some tough teams in this one. Yeah, uh, two really good teams. Port Huron takes on Lons Cruz North, a team I saw earlier in the year. They are a there's a lot of talent on that team, and uh, Dakota will play Port Huron Northern. Now, I think PH is going to have a long road in front of them. Lons Cruz North is a very good team. They're going to have to play their best game of the season. Port Huron Northern, I. Uh, They've shown flashes, but they need more than a flash to beat Dakota. Yeah. Like, that's just, in every sport, it seems like Dakota's the team sitting right there waiting for them. Doesn't it say, like, certainly in basketball, both boys and girls basketball in recent years, can't get over the Dakota thing. Right. Um, and, uh, and in baseball, it's actually been going on for a while, too. Normally... This district gets played at Anchor Bay. Right. But Dakota's always there. Yes. Um, and Dakota is not infallible. They were 8-6 and six in the MAC Red. So, a good record, but they're not running th- rough shot through it like the softball side is. Um, Lance Cruz North, they only went 5-9 and nine in the MAC White, but I'm telling you what, they have talent on that team. So is it crazy if Northern could possibly make a run, get two good pitching performances? No, but they're two really good teams. Yeah, you know, and I and I guess I don't know. Do do I nitpick the Huskies too much? They went nine and six this year in the blue. They're a five hundred team. I I just I caught them on their absolute worst yes. day of the season, and I just uh, I I don't. I don't know where to place them because I feel like they've got more than 12 and 12. Yes, I think that's what it is. It's not that you're saying they're a bad team. You're saying they're just kind of a average to above average team that you think could be a really good team, and they just haven't gotten it all together at the same time. Or they'll, when we're, ex- I guess when we've asked them to step up in the big moments, hey, you're playing Frazier, hey, you're playing Lakeview. They went one and five in those games. And yeah. maybe that's the stench that we're trying to get rid of with Northern um, as they get ready for this district. It's going to be a tough one again. Uh, for PH, Connor Rosenau pitched well, but they just need to have defense behind him, and that's been such a problem for Port Huron. And for Northern, hey, get a, get a pitcher going. Hey, a Bloink's going. Take it one game at a time. Don't worry about Lance Cruz North. Don't worry about potentially playing PH. Worry about whoever you have in front of you and just take it a game at a time. Uh, you know, like with with PH, I saw Sherrod. Now, 
it was Marysville. But I but saw. But he had stuff that would have beaten a lot of teams that day. I've seen it too, but I also saw it against Northern for three innings. Yeah. And then when it went sideways, it went sideways. And, and that's and, been the thing with Port Huron is when things go off the rails, there's no one to put it back on. Yeah, and depth is an issue for them. Um, the, the, At the, least pitching-wise. Yeah, they, they just don't go deep enough, I, I think, when you get into these sorts of situations. Well, and then errors are compounded. All right, you should have been out of the inning in 14 pitches. Oh, there's an error, another guy. Now you're at 30 pitches for the inning. Yeah, you, and that's, you... It's going to be an uphill battle for both of our Port Huron teams. We would love to be doing our games Friday and look at our phones and see, oh, wow, Northern and High both pulled off the upset. That would be awesome. Um, but that would be one okay, but both, I, I think that's I really think, asking yeah, for a I lot. I think we, we're hoping for one to pull off the upset. Um, all right, you want to go? I'm really not sure which one that would be because, again, uh, they're both going to be underdogs going into their games. Right. All right, you want to go, which D2 district do you want to go to? Well, I'm going to be at both of them. Yeah, let, let's, let's start because it's Friday, so let's start uh, to the uh, to the North we'll, Branch one. We'll go chronologically? Yeah. All right, sounds good. So I'm out in North Branch. Uh, this is where Armada is after defeating Yale in the district quarterfinals. And Armada takes on Croslex. MLA City takes on North Branch. I think North Branch is a pretty safe bet to make it to the finals. And they probably don't have to throw anyone, any of their top guys. In fact, maybe you throw your, uh, like your middling guys, your relievers, throw them a couple innings each. And the other important thing is if you're North Branch, go for the throat. Guess what? If you play two and a half innings, you know what you don't have to do? Throw a lot of pitches. Yeah. So then that gives you more flexibility in a championship game. Yeah, they got a perfect draw here because, number one, they're probably the favorite team. They're the host team, and they got the weakest possible opponent. Yes. So, Cross-Lex is um, taking on Armada. Now, this is an interesting one. Yes. I don't know who the favorite is. They split their BWAC series. Uh, Armada's on is coming in at full force because they played a week before, so they have all hands on deck. I'm assuming we'll see Marcy Hosterman. I don't know for certain, but I really don't feel confident saying either of these teams are going to make it through because Croslex they struggled in the BWAC, but very rarely did they get just railed like they were competitive and we know they can put it together and they did it last year remember they were uh, they may have had a little bit of a better season last year but we weren't thinking anything of Croslex going into the postseason and then all of a sudden they're district champions yeah uh and and again I saw Hosterman pitch against Richmond so that's not a weak sample that no. that's a good lineup uh and he had a rough first inning and then after that, they couldn't touch them. I think they had one hit in the last six innings. So the good news for North Branch is they get to sit back and, well, they'll play the second game. So they're hoping to get a, uh, well, 
an, an easy win over MLA City, but they get to sit and watch and hope that game goes forever. You want that to be a 15-13 to 13 game where they have each side has to throw 200 pitches <laughs> and you're just going, all right, burn out all your arms because you know MLA City or North Branch is probably saving Brady Mitchell for that final. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't see any reason why you, you wouldn't. I yeah. mean, you, you're going – certainly you're going to hit enough and score enough that it shouldn't be an issue. And really, quite frankly, they, unlike a lot of teams, they do have depth. Yes. Uh, uh, with pitching, they should be all right. Yes, they should. Um, I think North Branch is the favorite. But I wouldn't be surprised if another team came out and stole it. Remember, North Branch hosted—I believe they hosted last year—and they were the we. I think we said they were the favorite, and then Crosslex stole it. Yeah, well, I mean, like Crosslex, Armada, those teams are dangerous. Armada's playing good ball right now. Yes, they are. So I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's a slam dunk. I'm just saying. I'll be really surprised if North Branch doesn't. I mean, it's just set up for them to win. I would say they're the favorite. I would not be shocked if someone else did. I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be calling you going, you won't believe what I – well, you'd be right there yeah, with me because you're at softball. Because I'm going to be at the softball. I wouldn't be running over you going, you won't believe what just happened. Um, all right, other de- – well, before we go to the Richmond district, I do want to mention that North Branch and Richmond districts are on opposite sides of the region. So they wouldn't meet till a quarterfinal, where last year they played in a regional semifinal, wouldn't get this to a quarterfinal. Winner of this is probably going to play either Country Day or Goodrich. Okay. And I do think North Branch is pitching. North Branch just has the formula for making a deep run. You got two, three really nice arms, and if they can get hot for two weeks – all of a sudden, you're playing for a chance to go to Michigan State. Yeah, because that's this is the thing that, that they can do. So if they, you know, if they get to that Saturday where they've got to play two games, they're going to have two good pitchers right available for that game. And sometimes that's all you need to make a run is pitching, and we'll talk about it in softball too. Hey, bats are nice, but the deeper you get in the postseason, the better your pitching needs to be. And if there's one strength North Branch has, that they can go and win a one to nothing game if they have to. Yeah. And you don't have to sit there going, oh, we have to save Brady Mitchell for this one. You can go, hey, this is the better matchup. Let's pitch him here right. because we've got Primo. We've got this guy. We've got that guy that, that we, we can do this still. Yeah. And you can maybe get a little fancy with how, how you manage your, your guys use them in different situations. Okay, let's go to Richmond where the host isn't playing, as we mentioned. Lutheran North beat Richmond on Tuesday, 4-2 to two to advance. They will take on Marysville. And while I think Lutheran North is going to be the favorite, if they look ahead and Marysville either throws Haddits or Vaggie, they could surprise somebody. Remember, they put a scare into St. Clair in the first game of that district last year after beating Armada. Well, that's the thing is uh, on on any afternoon, those guys can put together six or seven good innings. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Veggie's stuff is electric. He's just wild. Yeah, if he can't find the zone, then it's maybe a quick leash. Maybe that's what I do, is you start Veggie, and if in the second inning he's already got a couple walks, he's working, get him out. If we have to go back to him in game two, that's available. But Tommy Haddix has been a pretty nice pitcher for them this year. Uh, that might be how you approach it is you see if, if Vaggie has it. Because when he has it, you have just as good of a chance to anyone to win that ball game. But if he doesn't, you got to have the quick hook. You, you almost have to figure out a way to, to tone him down just a notch because that's what it is. He's trying to throw the ball through the backstop. Right. And that's when he kind of loses command of his pitches because when he's in the zone. You don't see – there's not a lot of hard hit balls. No. Uh, there's movement. I mean, there's tremendous velocity. Like, he throws the ball hard. And when he misses, he doesn't miss small. No, if yeah. He's that, not that's, missing off the edge. He's missing he's, in the dirt he's, above. He's wild thing from the, the movie Major League. Yes. But when <laughs> – if he can keep it in for one morning – and attack, Rich or Marysville would have a shot to beat Lutheran yeah. North. The game on the other side is tremendously intriguing to me. St. Clair Marine City. Two teams that had two very different years, and depending on the way you want to spin zone it, could make an argument for either side. You want me to start with St. Clair Marine City? Um, let's start with St. Clair. They're, they're yeah. the Saint, young team. St. Clair, a young team. They played up in the Mac White. They played tough competition all year long. They were they were earning their stripes against the Gross Point Norths, the Lance Cruz Norths, the Anchor Bays, Chippewa, Chippewa Valleys of the world, and they are ready to go. They are battle tested for Marine City. Marine City played down in the gold. They didn't see. Anywhere near the talent St. Clair saw all year, and they're ready to roll. Now, if you're Marine City, hey, we're the Matt Gold champions. We lost one game in league. We're ranked in the state. Yeah, we played some less than stellar opponents, but you know what we did to them? We suplexed them every single time. Hey, they faced Amari Snowden. They put up 10 runs on Amari Snowden against uh, when they played Roseville for an outright league title. St. Clair's been up in the white. They have just been getting beat on all year long. They're a young team. They don't know how to win in the postseason. We have... Two years ago, played for a district title. Last year, they lost to Richmond, but this year, we're winning championships. We're hitting the snot out of the ball, and our pitching has been good enough to allow our sticks to carry us through all season long, and we're familiar with the St. Clair team. I don't know who St. Clair is going to pitch, but we have some good bats in our lineup, and we'll do pretty well. Uh, the difference for me is going to be, does St. Clair catch the ball right. because they've been prone to mistakes and mistakes have disrailed them. They have that one inning and you can go back through those innings and they usually make a couple of errors uh, and, and they're not able to recover it. Are they going to give Marine City that inning where they get extra outs and can pile on runs because that's what's been killing them mm -hmm. this year and we know that that Mariners lineup 
can pile on runs. Yes, they can, and they're fast. Yeah. Between Zach Tatler and Parker Atkinson, if they get on, they can run around. Heck, I think last year, even in the loss to Richmond, I think it was like a, like 12-6 to 6 or something. Like It was a high-scoring game. Um, Marine City can hit. I think high just, scoring favors the Marines. I don't know. They're just they're just playing well. Like they I know it was the district tune ups and they beat Anchor Bay and that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot, but there's they they started to play some tougher competition before the districts. They played uh Country Day and I know they got shut out, but then they beat Anchor Bay. And their pitching can be just tricky enough. Van Deviver is a very smart pitcher he knows the game he'll change things up on you and he will slow your bats down and as you always say dennis it's harder to speed up it's easy to speed a bat up you can teach you can teach somebody to swing faster it's hard to slow it down yeah you you put someone in a cage with a ball going 95 might take them a while but eventually they'll figure out how to catch up to it if it's a straight fastball yeah they'll time it but if you're to, you're used to that, and you're going. Oh, here's a 62 mile per hour curveball out on the front foot, out on the front foot. I don't. I really don't know who's going to win that game. I think if you took away the jerseys, I think it'd be a different feel. But I think because it's St. Clair, and you go, oh, St. Clair baseball, they're the favorite. I don't know. I know they have a lot of talent, but it's young talent. Do they know how to win? And in a big time game, yeah. So the the I'm I'm with you. This one really intrigues me. I've I think I mentioned like a month ago. Like I really want to see how these two teams stack up and and what's the deal here? How good is Marine City and where is St. Clair right at? Because again, I'm not worried about St. Clair. Like if if they lose this game. Not the end of the world to me because they're going to be good the next couple right. of years. They'll lose a few like, solid yeah. seniors. I mean, Essie and Ellis, uh, um, who else? There's a couple others. Oles, I think, is a senior that's all out there that I think is good and that I like. But I don't know. I just but they've got another Ellis coming up. They've got Lindman, who I like. They have, a, they have Turner. McCarthy. Um, yeah, jo- Joey Turner is. They're, they're solid. And the winner of this district will take on the winner of the Hazel Park district, which isn't very good. Like, the best team by far is Lamp Fear, and they split with Marine City. So if you win this district, you have a, you're going to be the favorite to go to a regional in Saginaw Valley. Yeah. So, and I really don't want to see another Lutheran North district title. <laughs> I'd really like to see Trent Vaggie go out and throw seven innings of two-hit baseball and strike out 12 and get the win for Marysville. Yeah. And talk about a Marysville slash Marine City or St. Clair final, which is much more interesting to us. Yes, it is. Because I watched Lutheran North win this district two years ago, and I don't want to watch them do it again. (laughs) I'm going to spend all day out somewhere. I want to see one of my teams hoist up a trophy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We only, well, the one D3 district that we have a lot of interest in, Algonac Almont. That's, I mean, that's the big one. Yeah. And uh, I know, hey, Elmont can win this thing. They're dangerous. They should have beat Algonac before. They they have pitching. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Until somebody beats Algonac, Algonac's winning this district. They finished 31. Is that a tough prediction by me? (laughs) Yeah, way to go out on a limb. But I do think, I don't know. I don't want to say that they weren't focused because they hadn't ever won a BWAC title. Um, They... That's something that was important to them. 
But you know their ultimate goal is to get to Michigan State. They want another crack at Detroit Edison. And to do that, you can't let Almont spoil your fun. And I know Almont's going to have a good effort and they're going to throw everything they have at you. You're hosting the district. You're going to – Algonac is going to get through Memphis and Almont's going to get through New Haven. Yeah. That's not in question. But Almont's going and going – Guys, we were one play away from beating them here last time. We are more than capable of doing this. And, heck, they beat Richmond. Jason Lane pitched a gem against Richmond. And that was a gotta-have-it game for Richmond, that they just sucked the life out of them. I'm going to assume you're not gonna, it's going to be Kasner versus Lane in the finals. Yeah. Because... Unless it's DEFCON 1, it's, I mean, maybe you throw Bryce Simpson in game one. Maybe you don't even throw him. Maybe you keep both guys ready and waiting. So if you need to change things up, you can. Um, and for Almont. Probably Redmond. Again, depending on what you think of New Haven, and New Haven finished second in the silver. So, sorry, I don't think very highly of whoever finishes second in the silver. Um yeah, I just I'd maybe throw my number three and just keep two guys ready because same thing like we said with Marysville. If especially if you're Almont, if they're on lane, quick hook. Get your next guy in there. And the other thing that you can do, and it's a little cheeky, but I've seen Algonac do it a few times. Hey, if Kasner, if they're timing up Kasner a little bit, bring Simpson in, throw a couple innings. Move Kasner to short, and then, okay, they've gone through the order once with Simpson. Hey, Josh, come back on the mound. Because now his 90-mile-an-hour fastball looks looks 110. Exactly. And it's not as if he throws – Simpson throws slow, but he's a different type of pitcher. And that's something that Algonac could do that – again, I saw him do it against Cross-Lex where he threw – 90-some pitches in game one, and he came in to close in game two of a doubleheader. Now, if Kasner's on, it's lights out, game over. Yeah. Sorry, Almont. You, run, you ran into an elite, elite pitcher. But Almont has pitched well enough, and Algonac at times this year, maybe it's just because I've seen them when it's happened, have struggled to get that big clutch hit. Now, I know they did it against North Branch to get the league title. But there have been times where they've had opportunities to bury teams. Cross Lex, Almont, and they never did it. They left runners on. Richmond, when yeah, you saw Yeah, they them. left a lot of guys on in that Richmond game. That's what I think is going to be the difference between Algonac potentially getting to the quarterfinal and getting another shot at Edison or maybe coming up a little short is can they get that big clutch hit, not in the seventh inning, not Caleb Thomas doubling to walk off Almont, can they do it in the third when they have Almont on the ropes and they're up two to nothing and they have two runners in scoring position and a ball in a, the gap will just break the will of Almont because they'll go there's because a four run deficit and Kasner's or Simpson's on the mound and there's just we have no hope. That's what I talk about with the clutch hit. Not hey it's the bottom of the seventh with two away. No, break a team in the early innings and just suck all the life out of them like you've done to other teams, just don't give them the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, 
I like Algonac a lot here. Uh, Elmont is the one tricky game. It's probably the trickiest game for them and, and what, until they get to Edison. Well, no, not necessarily. Um, the semifinal, I think, won't be too much. I mean, it might be New Lothrop um, or Montrose or whatever Montrose is technically called. Um, but they should. McCoy, Saint, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, Montrose. <laughs> Montrose. Um, they should get through the semifinal. That one shouldn't be too much of an issue. But E-Course, that was the team they beat in the final, in the regional final last year. We'll be waiting for them in the same spot because the only the four other teams in that region are Detroit Communication, Jalen Rose Academy, Detroit Loyola, and Detroit Crystal Ray. And what that does for you is you can go, okay, Kasner's pitching. Right. Yeah. But here well when, when we when we get to E course, Josh, that's here's well, the ball. Remember, because that's the regional final, that would be Saturday and then the next game would be Edison. So that's probably going to be a Bryce Simpson job where they give him the ball in game one and Kasner the ball in game two. That's what I would guess, um, but you have to get by Almont first. That's not a gimme. Remember, last year that run was o- almost over before it started. They had to win on a walk-off squeeze. I think Kasner had like a 103-degree fever and still pitched a shutout. <laughs> Oh, hopefully he's he's healthy because that's the other thing about all this. I want everybody to be healthy. Right. I don't want anybody to go. Oh well, this happened. Right. I just want let let's have a a clean weekend where everybody's good and everybody's got all their pieces and and we can say we went out and left it on the field. Absolutely. Um. There's a couple of districts up in the thumb. Uh, I know Sandusky's had a nice year. Peck's had a good year. Uh, that's all. Uh, Sandusky, ooh, wow, they actually lost to Cass City already. I Shame on me. I wasn't looking at the pre-district up there. And in the final poll, Sandusky was actually ranked in the top 20 in the state in D3. Wow. So they dropped to Cass City. Um, but those are the only teams that really could from our area, possibly make a deep run. So yeah. anyway. And then uh, there's Mooney. Yes, and then there's Mooney in D4. And you know what? They're good enough. They they have felt the pressure all the whole time. So I'm not going to shy away from saying anything and making some bold proclamation. They are going to be the heavy favorite for the first handful of games in this postseason. Uh, they are down in, where is it, uh, What's it? Uh, Parkway Christian. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't think of it. Um, they're down in Parkway Christian, and they open up with Parkway Christian. Shouldn't be an issue. Then they probably will play Oakland Christian. I know they have a couple players, but I don't care what Mike Rice tells me. They're, they should beat Oakland Christian if they play even half as good as they're capable of. Then... In the regional semifinal, I think they will probably run into Shrine, and Shrine's okay this year. Like, they lost a lot of talent from years past. Yeah. Like, they're good because they're playing in the small division, so they got some wins, but I want to, if they played Mooney's schedule, they'd not, they would not have a winning record. And then they would eventually run into maybe Pack or K Pack. Those two teams have had pretty decent years. 
maybe I don't know if Genesee Christian's any good or there's no one really on the other side of the region that's scary. And then you, it's a guessing game with who they'd see in a quarterfinal. Yeah. But I'm saying this right now. If in baseball, if there has been a clearer path for someone besides Cardinal Mooney, I'd like to see it right now because, hey, you beat Divine Child five times. You play, you beat Lutheran North, and you split the two double headers. You you were playing Liggett. You were playing all these big teams. You played Country Day and beat them twice. That's so. This run they just played should, Chippewa Valley yeah, the other day, and I think they lost by a run. Yeah, so they six to five. Yeah, a D one team that was what third in the MAC white. Okay, this shouldn't be too much of an issue for Cardinal Mooney. Now, don't think you can roll the ball out and win because that's where you could get into a little bit of trouble. Go out there and, like I said, with North Branch and Emily City, go for the throat. Beat them in three innings. Don't you don't want to see a sixth inning. Don't let an underdog have hope because that's where upsets happen. Hey, you get into the third, fourth inning. Hey, it's still 0-0. Hey, we just need to push across. No. First inning, jump all over them. Hey, Trent Rice double, steal third. Uh, whoever they're batting second, put it in, in the gap and then have Lutzky and Trombley just start the, the carousel and get us going because even looking at who they could play in a possible – quarterfinal I mean Plymouth Christian Academy is probably going to be the team they'd see that's probably the favorite and again I I don't imagine Plymouth Christian Academy's played the schedule they have Ubley's maybe the other team they could see there listen I like Ubley I like our thumb they ain't playing the team's Cardinal Mooney's no no yeah so Cardinal Mooney I'm expecting big things from them I'm expecting them to make a deep deep run yeah, Ubley's uh, uh, toughest opponent is probably Sandusky, and they're out. Right. So, hey, uh, I know Mooney is only ranked sixth in the Division Four rankings. Um, yeah, I'm going to call BS on that because <laughs> they – I don't think they're looking really at the anatomy. And I know ranking 20 teams in all four divisions is tough. I just don't think they're looking at the anatomy of what Mooney's record is yeah. and who they've played and who their their losses are to. It's like Liggett, Lutheran, North. They lost the one game to Marine City that they didn't play half their starters in. Anyway, um, but yeah, big things from Mooney, and they have a pretty nicely paved road. Now, keep both hands on the wheel, go straight down it. You can, you can make a, a deep, deep run. All right, uh, we'll talk uh, some softball in our final uh, segment because uh, we'll be covering a couple of districts there uh, as uh, well, uh, and there's some interesting stuff in, in this to talk about as well. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast, and let's talk some softball uh, now. We're going to start in Oxford because this was the strange scenario where Port Huron High and Port Huron Northern get sent west, well, and, and they'll be in get Oxford. Get ready to maybe see that in football season now. Yeah, well, yeah. You bring up a good point because that's probably the direction that it's going. Get used to some of those teams. Um, anyway, uh, and Port Huron High and Northern are playing each other. So we're going to get a team in the district finals, and Lapeer's maybe the favorite, but I don't know. I feel like this is up in the air. Well, here's the thing. We've seen Lapeer. Yeah. Now, mind you, they were in a tournament with Algonac, Marysville, and Romeo, and, and we think very highly of both Algonac and Marysville. And there was um, they were basically five inning games, and yeah. no one was playing their A lineup. But Le- Lapeer couldn't score. No. They, they struggled. Uh, they got uh, shut out in uh, two of the three games that they, they played that day. Um, and, you know, the, they struggled. Uh, Marysville beat them one to nothing with the final out coming at the plate. Yeah, that was uh, in, in a really exciting, Brooklyn Evans. exciting game. But um, first off... Northern and PH are going to play for a third time, and they've already had two tight games that Northern has won both of. So getting that third win for the Huskies is not a guaranteed um, here, but I do like the way Northern attacks and hits the ball. I don't know anything about Oxford. They're the host team. I think If they win the district, they get to host the regional. I think Richmond – absolutely suplex them in a doubleheader. If I yeah, remember so I, I mean, I I think the winner of that game is probably the favorite, and it's probably Lapeer. But Lapeer also doesn't strike me as being invincible. I no. think there's something to play for here. 
Well, and the fact that we know one of these two teams is going to make it to the finals, and we both think they have pitchers that could help get them there, and both the sides can hit, and I don't remember Lapierre have any overpowering pitchers. Um, I'm not going to stand here and say one of them's going to win it, but I like that one of them's going to get a chance to win it. Yeah. Well, and I I like that um, Trombley and Betts seem to bring the best out of each other. Right. Hopefully whatever happens in game one carries over to game two because they've both thrown two pitchers duels against each other. So, I mean, it's it's there. It's, it's intriguing. Um, I don't think it's total doom and gloom. I know it's been a struggle for both teams this year overall, mm-hmm. but one of them is going to win their first game. Yes. It has to happen. Yes, and we're going to get a Port Huron High or Northern Port Huron Area School team playing for a district championship. Yeah, against a team that is probably on paper the favorite but might not be and it's very dominant, beatable. dominant. And it's very beatable. Yeah. It is very, very beatable. All right, what's, uh, are we going to start with and the I, Friday well, softball? Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to go to Notre Dame prep first. Oh, that's um, right. Real quick, because that's where Armada got tucked away. Um, and they're going to play Lutheran North. And I'm just kind of looking at Lutheran North. Lutheran North played a pretty tough schedule. And, you know, they're okay. They're, they're about a 500 softball team, maybe a little better. Um, and uh, the, a common opponent, they lost to MLA City this year 6-1. to one. Okay. That was very early in the season. They swept Yale in a doubleheader 6-1 to one and 8-3. to three. But they've also been playing. They've played St. Mary's. They played Gabriel Richard. Um, they played both Gabriel Richards. Um, they played uh, Mercy. So uh, Regina is on their uh, schedule. So they, they, they've played some some pretty good uh, opponents uh, this year. So um, they're they're not going to be an easy game. This is what I know about Armada. Their hitting is infectious, and when they get it, they get it up and down the lineup, and they can rake. My question is, is will they have the pitching? Because you need to pitch well in two games, not just in one. And, again, it's hard to just purely hit your way to a district. Yeah, when, when you're talking uh, – now, again, I don't know much about Ortonville-Brandon, but Notre Dame prep will be good, and they're the host team. They'll have a pitcher. Right. Um, and, and Lutheran North is going to be solid. I mean, you're not going to win two 15-14 games and win this district. No. No, I don't think you are either. So, But, but that's out there that if Armada wins – they'll end up in the same regional at Detroit Country Day that the winner of the district in Richmond is going to face. So, yeah, I'm kind of going backwards here because this is going to happen Saturday. All right. Saturday you're going to have Marine City against St. Clair at 10 o'clock. And when the nuclear radiation from that game (laughs) dies down, they'll let Marysville and Richmond take the field. Uh, and, And when the smoke clears there, we'll play a final. And, and Brady, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, don't even know. know who's going to pitch in some of these games. Like, Marysville, I have, I have an idea of what I think might happen. I have no idea what they're – they have three pitchers. They could pitch any three of them or all three of them. Uh, what, the first game, St. Clair Marine City, right? Yeah. Well, 
see if Claire Borg plays. That's going to make a difference. Um, and if she pitches. Marine City probably looking for a little revenge after last year's, what, district championship loss. And St. Clair, they want to get back to a region. Well, they lost in, what, the regional finals last year? Yep. They want to get back there. and Against Country Day. And Marysville just finds ways to win. And Richmond has, well, they, fit, they struggled a little bit by Richmond standards, but they're still a really good team. And Katie Shoeboy on any given day can be untouchable. Yeah, so last year this was at Marysville. And St. Clair was unstoppable. The difference was Richmond wasn't there. Armada was. Right. And St. Clair opened. They just murdered Armada. Claire Borg was locked in. Everything that she got her bat on flew out of the ballpark on right. that Saturday. In fact, it, it got to the point where Marine City threw it a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, they were just locked in, and nobody was going to beat them. They made everybody look bad. Uh, that day, and that was after Marine City and Marysville played a tremendous semifinal game that, that Marine City won in a nail-biter. It, uh, it was a one-run game, and and then St. Clair just dismantled them right. in the championship game. So there's a little bit of history here. There's a little bit of, of payback going on, and and here's, here's the thing. Marine City's a league champion. This is a good team. And it almost feels like they've been given a death sentence here because well, even if you beat St. Clair, then you got to beat Marysville or Richmond. Let's just play a little hypothetical game. You take this Marine City team and you drop them in that district we were talking about, that PH and Northern are at in Oxford. They're the favorite. They're the favorite, yeah. You put them in the Armada district. They've got a chance. Probably the favorite. And here... It feels like they are going to have the biggest uphill climb because, yes, they have to beat both St. Clair and then either Marysville or Richmond. I really have no idea who to who to back in this one because, yeah, Marysville's beat St. Clair twice, but you know it's hard to beat a team like that three times. Uh, there's not going to be any surprises. Again, I would be a fool to say Katie Shoeboy is not there to do something masterful. Now, the question is, can she do it in two games in one day against what would two be against would be two very good lineups? Yeah. Uh, Whether Marine City or St. Clair comes out of the other side. Yeah. Uh, Shoeboy is the wild card because I know that she's one of the area's top pitchers. Now, has she really had the season I expected her to have this year? Probably not, but that doesn't mean – that on any given Saturday she can't put it together. She's tough. Right. When, she's when her what, game is no on. This year? Yeah, she is tough. She'll get high volume strikeout. She'll get weak contact if if that's what she's doing. Um, when she's on, she moves the ball up and down, in and out. Um, she's got pitches that have movement. She can really bring it, but she's got a great change up. Um, she can be really tough. And then if she doesn't have it. They can go to Piper Clark. Right. So I'm not crying for Richmond. Richmond will be ready. And their Richmond lineup, they might not have the power that the other teams have, but Piper Clark can hit the ball farther than anybody else on that field other than maybe Claire Borg. 
and that would be an interesting home run derby (laughs) between those two. Liz Shoeboy's been knocking the cover off the ball, and they're hosting. I mean, it's, you know, Richmond, yeah, they finished fourth in the BWAC. BWAC top four pretty good. There's a chance a lot of the other teams in that district would finish around fourth in the BWAC. Um, Marysville has all kinds of wild cards. Can I? And that's what I wanted to bring up. Marysville, and this might be just a dumb take or a dumb thing to say, they just feel like they have it. And it's not just softball, like with basketball. You just knew they were going to figure it out. And when they lost to Fitzgerald, it was shocking because they've always just figured it out. Yeah. And maybe it's some of that residue from two years ago where they weren't the super highly touted team. They just kept winning and winning and winning. And they didn't have, like, they had good players, but they didn't have anyone. They didn't have an Ella Stevenson or a Kenna Bomarito where you're like, all right, how many letters do they have coming to their house to play college ball? Just a lot of really solid players that just seem to know how to win. Well, the, the thing was, outside of Marysville two years ago, nobody was jumping on their bandwagon. They were already – they were in the state championship game, and all we were hearing about was Owasso, Owasso. Oh, Owasso's got this pitcher. Yeah. yeah uh, Owasso's got a pitcher, and Smith just hit one <laughs> through the rain over the center field fence, and it's still flying. And the, it's funny you bring that up because you look at the softball uh, rankings, the final ones – and Marys was not even in the honorable mentions. It's like, what are we doing? Well, I mean, it they're was... The, they're the Mac White champs. St. Clair's in the honorable mentions, which they should be. North Branch is in the honorable mentions. Richmond is. Why the hell isn't Marysville on there? Well, I mean, we, we What went, am I missing? We, we went to the quarterfinal, and everybody's Linden, 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 Linden. Marysville won. Yeah. Three to one. They shut them down. Linden really didn't get a, a whiff in that game. I think Marysville gifted them the the one run that they got, um, and then uh, Chelsea, 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 like seven to one or something yeah, like that. Wasn't Marysville, even close. Marysville destroyed them. Uh, I don't know. They just seem to have that it factor where they're just they just know how to get it done, and it doesn't matter the sport that they. As a team, they never get down. They're, even if they're down in the late innings, you're going, all right, who's going to get the bloop and a blast? Is it going to be Megan Winston? Is it going to be Avery Wolters? Is it going to be uh, Callista Nagan? Is it going to be Brooklyn Evans? Who's it going to be that gets the big hit? And I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said for that. And with their three pitchers, they can use them in a different order. Dennis, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw all three throw some innings on Saturday. I... I feel like Marysville, just because they know how to get it done. I mean, look against St. Clair. They were losing that whole game. And then an error and bang, home run, game over. Yeah. Um, And then, again, St. Clair, I think Borg is going to be back. At least everything that I'm hearing is Clair's going to be fine. Right. Um, And that lineup is already so stupidly good. Yes. And now you put her bat back in the middle. Um, It's like, I, I don't know. This one is as up for grabs for me as any, and I can see all sorts of scenarios. I I don't know that I would be surprised no matter who gets out of here because, seriously, I watched Megan Smith shut St. Clair down for four-plus innings earlier this year, 
and then the Saints figured it out and started to time her. But they were she held them off balance for four innings. And that's the other thing. Who's Marine City even going to pitch? Yeah, and and I've seen Deatlin out duel Shoeboy last year in a one nothing game. And here's the thing. Whoever wins this game is going to the regional final. Whoever wins this district is going to the regional final. The district they match up with is Fitz, Lamphere, Hazel Park, and Centerline. Yeah. Congrats. You're going to have to waste some gas money going, going, yeah, going to, country to the day regional. And, and then in the regional, I mean, Country Day is supposedly the best one. But you look, uh, and again, I've already demonstrated that the softball polls are very flawed. Country Day is an honorable mention. They're not number two in the state. That's a very winnable regional. Whoever comes out of there, I would say they are as live as anyone in that region. Yeah. All right. We've talked a lot about this one. Do you want to talk about the other D2 region yeah. or D2 district uh, we have? Be- because uh, we'll be at North Branch on Friday. The first game is Imlay City against Crosslex. A lot of potential offense there. Crosslex's pitching has struggled this year. I like Emily City in this game. Uh, I think they've really come on. Um, they're the to to me. They're the fifth best team in the BWAC. Uh, I I think they've made that statement. Armada's probably going. Hey, what about us? But I I, I think Emily City is the next closest team to to the to the Big Four. Uh, they've got speed. They've got power. Uh, they they do some nice things. And they're and, a defending district champion. And they're a defending district champion. And the their their pitching is not awful. They're, well, it's good, but you just put it in comparison to the rest yeah, of the league. Well, and I it mean, makes it look maybe not as good as like, it is. Like Schreiber did a good job against an Elginac lineup that is very tough to navigate. Right. And, However, and they can come at you with Stone, too, who's a different kind of uh of pitcher even Schreiber did good the first game against St. Clair then in in the second game the the Saints were all over a younger pitcher early in the uh the game but when Stone came in the Saints had a hard time with Stone so Emily City is is dangerous um and then obviously North Branch to me is is the the favorite talk about Emily City all that time and then North Branch is just sitting in the other half of the bracket waiting uh they're gonna play Yale and both their baseball and softball teams draw the last place team in the BWAC so they're probably going to get to the district championship and I think North Branch will be I think they're the favorite I think MLA City could make it interesting I don't know I just think North Branch is going to be tough to beat at home yeah um again up and down their lineup they do a lot of hitting they've got a lot of power Ludisher is tough, um, and and I'm going to assume she's going to pitch both games. I don't I don't think they're going to mess around. If, uh, they want right. to win the district uh, and and move on to the regional. Their regionals in Clio. I have absolutely no idea what's going to be going on over there. Well, they're going to run into probably Goodrich, who is one of the better teams in the the state. I believe they were. Um, where was it? Do, 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 do. Yeah, they're number seven in D2. But, I mean, again, with a Courtney Ludisher, I'm going to take my chances with a lineup that's got Mock and Deshetsky and Bickle 
and so on and so on, and they told two friends. <laughs> right. Um, Frankenmuth is also in that region, but if North Branch gets out of it and whoever wins the Richmond District gets out of it at SC4 for the quarterfinal, let's get, let's say, a North Branch winner of Richmond District quarterfinal, guaranteeing us someone's going to Michigan State. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, I wish this district had more teams in it that had a chance or we cared about because I think we'd be there, but it's really a one-game district. Algonac and Almont. Yeah. Official not, now that Algonac Mercy killed Clintondale. Yeah, and 18 to nothing in three innings, and I think it was 15 nothing after the top of the first. And it could have so been think a, about that. Yeah. You're, you're Clintondale, and before you even recorded three outs, you knew your postseason was over. <laughs> anyway, Algonac Almont. Number two, number three in the state of Michigan in Division Three, And this is a district semifinal. And this is round three. They split a doubleheader just a couple weeks ago. But the second game was not both teams a lineup that will not be the lineup that you get here. But I do think it's the strategy that Elmont will use and, and try to play. Um, they don't want to get into... Uh, a situation where Kenna Bomarino is striking out 18 hitters. They're going to bunt. They're going to slap. They're going to put the ball in play. They've got tremendous speed. They're going to be missing Devin Johnston. That and, is, and this is what I was going to bring up. A, a point of, of contention with a lot of people. Well, why is because the state track finals are the same day. So at the beginning of the season – I believe this I believe this is most schools' policies. If you're doing multiple sports, you declare. So if there's a conflict, it is known before the first event happens where you will be. Because of how the schedule is laid out, the track finals are always on the Saturday of baseball and softball districts. So the past three years, Almont hasn't had Devin in the in the district, lineup. Yeah. yeah, in the districts. And well, it's on a set. It's on a Saturday, so Algonac and Almont will have to do battle, and Almont's missing one of their best hitters. Yeah, and and, and Almont, of course, they're going to use anything they can to to kind of draw the the troops together. And they're saying we could have played this on Friday, but nobody else wanted to. Um, of course, the other teams are going to say, oh, you're going to be missing one of your best hitters? Yeah, yeah we're playing Saturday. Yeah. Of course they're going to say that. Right. Elmont would say that if it were the other way around. Yes. <laughs> if, if, if Ella Stevenson was also a track star mm -hmm. and she was like, I want to go to the track finals, like, okay, yep, we're, we're playing, playing Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Ken Abomarito is uh, going to do track? Yeah, yeah, we're playing Saturday. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, uh, but my thing isn't with the teams. Because I think everybody's doing what they want to do. Right. Almont's saying, let's play Friday because right. they want to have their best lineup. The other teams are saying, let's play Saturday because we right. don't want you to. That's part of gamesmanship. What I don't like is that the state really, and I, and I agree with the state on this, push for multiple sports. I, I want kids playing as many sports as possible. But if you're going to push for that, we have to create a system in which they this doesn't happen where they where they have to skip something. Well, it's they it have to tough. figure out a way because you can't push it up one week. That's Memorial Day weekend. 
So you'd have to push the track season up two weeks, which puts you, what, in the middle of May you're having the state finals? Is it that much of an imp- – and maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. Think about it. Is it that much to say we're going to do track on Thursday? That would be – the one issue with that would be the travel because I believe it's on the west side of the state. So now you're pulling kids from school, and that becomes another point of contention. This is one where – no matter what you do as the state in this situation puts you in the tough spot because yeah, if a Memorial day wasn't a thing, you move it up a week. And I think the, the way to do it is probably the best way where they have baseball and softball, the option to play on Thursday. It just is on or on Friday. It's just unfortunate that, the way it works, I believe all the teams in the district have to agree to move it to Friday. Yes. And if they don't all agree, which why would they if they knew the situation, then you don't get what's what's happening and then you would have to make sure that players can get there. Yeah. So at, at any rate, all that aside, Memphis and New Haven are playing a game for the right to lose to the winner of the 10 o'clock game on Saturday between Algonac and Elmont, and who whoever wins this game kind of feel like there's a path to start a nice run here. Yes, let's take a look at that path, because remember last year, remember the path Algonac had last year? It was wide open for them. They, I don't think they played a fourth inning until like the quarterfinal. Yeah, and then they had to come from behind in that one. So here is, as soon as the MHSA site uh, wants to load, um, where are they? Um, anyway. They go to Wixom. Next. Yeah, the I know they have to. District has to go to Wixom St. Catherine. Yeah, which, I mean, props to you for hosting the coronation of either Algonac or Almont. Um, yeah, you look at the rest of their region. I mean, Bishop Foley. Uh, I love it. Liggett's 22 and four. I want to do that game just to see them get mercy. Liggett's 22 and four, (laughs) but I don't think they're a very good 20. Like I think if they played in the BWAC, they'd finish fifth at best. Um, So that's the one team that has a decent record. Edison has an okay record, Um, but there, I think whoever wins this goes through the regional and then, who knows who you play in a quarterfinal at that point? Um, I don't. I think they go with the north side, so probably Millington would be the team in a quarterfinal. Which a lot guess. of years would scare me, but in in the case of Algonac, the way Ken Abomarito is pitching this year. Actually, excuse me, it would be the Grass Lake, and Millington would be another semifinal. I misread that. So I don't know how good Grass Lake is. They're not ranked, but... Again, rankings, flawed. Yeah. Uh, actually, they are. They're number eight. I missed them. So they're number eight. That's probably who you'd expect to see, but I really don't know. But, yeah, I think whoever, whoever makes there, it through this district semifinal, remember, not even the district championship, district semifinal, <laughs> is probably punching their ticket to a quarterfinal. Yeah. Uh, and, and this, this again, uh, uh, there's so much to like about both these teams. Right. Um, they're, they're just – when they're both on, it's so good. Uh, Almont is just slick with the gloves. 
Uh, in the infield, they're incredible. They've got great speed. They hit line drives. They, they've got power hitters. Uh, Algonac has got star power to burn. Um, Bomarito has, is um, – she's the Jamison of softball. She's the, this this season, she is she's the Jamison of softball. She has been dominant. So uh, that's what we have there. Uh, that's I really wish like God could we get just two other teams we even kind of care about <laughs> so we have because I can't we can't justify going away from a district where we'll do four games at Richmond like you can't justify pulling Dennis or I away from that either of our Richmond districts to do one softball game yeah no uh, but I really want to see that St Clair game. Marysville Richmond and the two winners that's the three games we're going to be covering Saturday yeah. But, ah, I want to see Algonac <laughs> Almont. Play on Friday. Well, yeah, don't start that discussion. <laughs> well, that's the other option. We're going to North Branch because they said we're going to play on Friday. Yeah. And we're like, cool, because now we can see Emily City, Cross Lakes, Yale, and North Branch play. We see what? Ev- basically every BWAC team besides <laughs> Algonac and Almont? Yeah. So there you go. Um, just, uh, a couple of, uh, others, uh, here in, uh, C, uh, Sandusky plays Laker, uh, and Laker is the, the host of that bad axe cast city. The other two teams there, the winners regional is in Sanford at Sanford Meridian. That's a ways. Um, and then up in the thumb, they all end up at the same place, which is, Fortunate and unfortunate, because fortunate because there's not a ton of travel for everybody. Right. Because the regionals in Kingston, unfortunate is because USA is going to be there, because they're going to yeah. win their their uh, region. But at Genesee is where KPAC is, um, and KPAC's actually had a decent season. Um, at Brown City is where you'll find Peck, Brown City, and Marlette, and Kingston. Uh, and at Harbor Beach is where you'll find CPS, Deckerville, Ubley, and Harbor Beach. And the three winners are all going to end up in Kingston trying to figure out how to beat USA. Yep. All right. So you want to <laughs> recap where we will be the next couple of days. We will not have a show on Friday because we will both be out in North yep, Branch. We'll be in North so Branch. So we're not going to – I mean, and we just rehash this whole thing. Anyway, we'll be back next Monday talking about all the districts. Yes, uh, we, we will. Um, so – We'll be Friday at North Branch for baseball and softball. Um, the softball matchups, Imlay City against Croslex, Yale against North Branch. And right. your baseball matchups are? I have, it is Croslex and Armada, and then Imlay City, North Branch. The winners will take each other on. Both of them are scheduled for 10, 12, 30, and 3, I believe, are the start yep. times for both of ours. Again, you know with districts. If a game goes over two hours, I think each team gets ten is allowed ten minutes of infield. So just we might not be exactly on those times. Uh, and then on uh, Saturday, we'll both head to Richmond for baseball and softball. The softball gets going at ten with Marine City Saint Clair, followed by Marysville Richmond, and then the championship game is scheduled for uh, two o'clock. Uh, and in uh, baseball. You've got Marysville Lutheran North. Yep, and I've got St. Clair Marine City. So th- I'm just going to say if you are getting to Richmond, get there early. There's not a really an a, overabundance of parking 
Um, and you're going to have eight teams there that all are going to have rabid fan bases. So if you play the early game, get there early. And if you play the second game, get there for the first game. <laughs> because I have don't, a feeling Don't give that away my secrets because I, I got further back to park than you do. Yeah, well, you're going to get there. <laughs> We're going to be there before a lot of people. But anyway. I might um, get there the night before. So we will see you all Monday. And if you see us out and about, well, you know where we'll be Friday and Saturday. All right. Uh, and uh, it's playoff time, folks. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.